Hey everyone and welcome to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, that is Tim, and we talk about horror movies on this show. And in this episode, we are looking at a film that came out last year. It's called The Ranger. So we'll start spoiler-free as we always do. We'll give you warnings somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers. Before we get to the movie though, we do have some horror movie news for the week to talk about. Uh, Started with a couple of casting updates for Halloween Kills, the second in the new Halloween trilogy which is coming next year. Do <laughs> um, you believe it's almost been a year since that came out, the first one? Like, or the first one, but, you know. The 20, uh, 2018 one? <laughs> and that would be a year ago, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't feel that long ago. It feels like I just saw that recently, but it's, we're almost at October again, so. I pretty much <laughs> forgot it already. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so we get casted. So you remember the kids in the first movie, the original Halloween? You had little Tommy Doyle and mm-hmm. you had little Lindsay Ellis. And uh, they've cast Anthony Michael Hall to play adult Tommy Doyle. Uh, instead mm-hmm. of going back to Paul Rudd, of course, who played him in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers, just to, just to right. point that out. <laughs> uh, so they've cast Anthony Michael Hall, who you might know from uh, Breakfast Club and stuff like that. He had a small role in The Dark Knight. Uh, you know, so... Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no he was a newscaster in the dark night Uh, so they've cast him but interestingly little Lindsay Ellis who's now obviously an adult uh, they've cast the original actress that is uh, that played on the original film um, which is weird it's weird Uh, what's what's, what's her name here Kyle Kyle Richards is her name Um, she she's coming back to reprise her role which all I could think about reading these two stories back to back is that the original actor who played Tommy, who's not coming back, <laughs> he's been he's been replaced with Anthony Michael Hall. Like, how does he feel right now? He must feel kind of shitty. <laughs> yeah, that does seem kind of messed up. Uh, I mean, is he still an actor though? Like, I don't know if it's. Uh... Yeah, I guess. I mean, I mean, maybe this would imply that he has a bigger role in the movie, and that's why they've got an actual actor who's yeah. like you know still a working actor, but. Um, and I think Kyle Richards is actually a reality TV star now. Like, she's a. Uh, I want to say Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Is that a real show? Hey, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think pretty much if you if you say Real Housewives and then pick a you know, <laughs> somewhat big city, it's probably a show. It's probably a show. <laughs> real Real Housewives. I'm trying to think of a, a funny city. Like uh, Youngstown, Ohio, or something. <laughs> <laughs> real, uh, real housewives, Haddonfield. <laughs> that's, the, <laughs> that's the universe version. Oh, that can, yeah, I wouldn't put them past them. I mean, you know, obviously they like to incorporate uh, podcasts uh, in the first movie. <laughs> right. Maybe we'll do reality show. Although, uh, you know, mixing reality uh, shows with Halloween uh, has not worked in the past. Um, that was Halloween Resurrection, yeah. yes, if I recall correctly. <laughs> no, no. Obviously, you're like the bigger, you know, Halloween head. So, I mean, does this excite you? Because, like, to me, it's like I don't know. I, I don't care less, or I, I couldn't care less uh, about this news because it's just like, you know, it, it just seems like it's complicating stuff more when it seems like the whole point of you know, kind of going back and erasing the timeline and just doing a sequel to the original. It seems like it would be like to complicate things less, but now it's like, well, you're still like throwing back to all these characters from the original. And it's like, I guess we'll see how they're entwined in the movie, but it just feels weird to, you know, have like, uh, all these like, you know, in, uh, secondary characters that, you know, weren't really like super important or anything. It's not like they, Michael Myers would have a reason to hunt them down or that they should have a vested interest for, you know, uh, yeah. being in his path. I, I don't know. It, it just seems weird to me. Uh, obviously, maybe the story has a really good reason guess, for it. But, you know. I don't have any, like, huge problems with it, except maybe just that they're like, oh, that's a name from the first movie. That can be a new story. So we'll, we'll put them in the movie yeah. in this role. And we'll, we'll just say it's that kid grown up. I don't feel, like, particularly bad about it or particularly good about it. I feel very indifferent. Like, it doesn't really matter. Like, sure. okay, so this character will happen to be that kid big deal this character is yeah. a new character also big deal so you know it's uh i don't know like i'm, I'm indifferent like i, I I'm, not, I'm not super cynical about it even though it's a little bit of like hey nostalgia this character's coming back yeah that's 
I think that's what I'm kind of feeling like. Uh, like, I wouldn't say I'm up in arms about it, but it does kind of tick me the wrong way because, yeah, it just does feel like, you know, uh, we can't just really create new stuff. It always has to be some type of connection to the past. And it's like, you know, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, that's like your big, you know, kind of connection. You know, we don't really need all these other, you know, characters yeah. popping up and everything. I mean, maybe, maybe they'll do a thing where like they come to see her because they're concerned about her because obviously yeah. they went through that trauma together. Maybe they'll play something like that. I wonder what, what if they're a married couple? Then <laughs> what if they stayed together all these years? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which you, which you could read as just pure Hollywood bullshit, but at the same time, it's like whatever. Sure. I, don't, I don't know. I don't really care that much. Yeah. I mean, you know, I I've you know always make sure to keep in touch with uh, you know my babysitters from when I was a kid. You know? so that, is, that is an important bond for sure. Well, to be fair, your babysitter never saved you from a mass psychopath with a knife. I mean, I think that makes a bond out of you for life, quite frankly. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I don't know. So, I mean, yeah, I guess I'm just in a similar boat. It's like, uh, it seems like there are some people that are freaking out about it. It just seems kind of weird to me. It's like, all right, uh, you really care that much about these characters? Whatever. But yeah. who knows? If there is a good story reason, you know, hey, cool. But it just, I can't really imagine what it would be. It's almost the sort of thing that I would rather didn't announce beforehand. Just keep it a secret. Sure. Yeah. You know, let, let it be a nice little surprise in the movie, which it won't be a big deal, but it'll be like, oh, hey, that's cool. Uh, yeah. Try and make a, a bit of buzz out of it now. Like, hey, yeah, 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 we've got this character back. Makes you feel more cheap. Makes you feel more gimmicky. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I we've gone like too far now i think like there's just no way like 99 percent of things in a movie get spoiled before the movie opens it's mm-hmm. I, don't know, I, I wish we could go back but it is uh it is what it is yeah maybe they'll bring the nurse back because they did that in hanley h2o they brought the nurse from the start of the movie back that's true maybe they yeah. could bring her back assuming she's still alive which she might not be yeah. but um they brought her back in h2o so i mean why not her and why not bring back i don't know well, one the, what other extras from Halloween one can we bring back? That's and... A, yeah, and that's the thing that sucks too. Is uh, since you are committed to this, you know, chopped up timeline now, it's like I don't know. Maybe it would be cooler if there were. I mean, you could probably think of more characters than me, like uh, from other movies. But you know, it'd be cooler if you had like you know a, a whole bunch of movies that you could pick characters from instead sure. of just like you know uh, we can only really bring back these people. I mean, the only one from the sequels that I would I would kind of want would be like Daniel Harris, who was in the remake, funnily enough, because uh, oh, yeah, the yeah. cast are in a role in that. But um, obviously, she couldn't play the same character because they wiped out four of existence. And if she did exist, and in, in four, uh, you know, Laurie was supposed to be dead, and that's why you know it was Laurie's daughter who didn't have a mother. So if she did pop up as Laurie's daughter, it would maybe raise a lot of questions, especially since we sure it has another daughter in the new movie. <laughs> Hey, what if uh, Tommy and Lindsay, like, <laughs> what if they started their own podcast and <laughs> that's part of the, the movie? <laughs> You're here with Tommy and Lindsay. We survived the shape. And tonight we're going to talk about Son of Sam on our serial killer podcast. <laughs> and you know what's funny too is like it just like makes you realize like how much like people don't like really care <laughs> about halloween 2018 because like you know this is getting a lot of buzz but if they announced like hey this guy from the last movie is coming back i, I doubt anyone would care like if they're like hey like you remember the the cop in the cowboy hat or uh <laughs> you know the daughter's shitty boyfriend guess what they're coming back people are like oh i don't give a shit <laughs> yeah that boyfriend was still alive at the end of the movie that is the, the one of the As biggest one of the weirdest things yeah that was just so weird that he didn't get his comeuppance yeah uh all right next up uh so we talked a little bit recently about christopher landon's next horror film for bloomhouse sure it was wrapped up in in secrecy it just said there was a killer in a town it was very vague um so but the news we have now the news we have now uh, we have a lot of a description and we also have some casting we have vince vaughn uh in the movie psycho uh (laughs) <laughs> well, Norman Bates himself. Don't, don't bring up the Psycho remake. How dare you? <laughs> he was uh, in it. I also, Catherine Newton is in it. Uh, I know her from Big Little Lies. She's the the teenage daughter from that show. Uh, uh, the so... big one or the little? <laughs> the big one. Okay. <laughs> the big one. I never seen the show. It probably sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a HBO <laughs> drama. I mean, what? 
<laughs> at the very least it's not you know cbs shit so it's actually a pretty solid show it's actually a pretty solid show but uh, anyway. watch it. <laughs> so here here's here's the uh, description after swapping bodies with a deranged serial killer a young girl in high school discovers she has less than 24 hours before the change becomes permanent it's so so tw- tw- so so happy death day which was landon's other film yeah. right that was Groundhog Day, but slasher. This is this is big, but slasher movie. Well, no, not big. That's just becoming old. Uh, Freaky Friday. Freaky Friday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what's the one from the eighties though? Because there's one from the eighties that was before Freaky Friday, that had Judge Reinhold in it. Is that the one where he switches with his grandpa? No, no, it's a kid. It's a guy and a kid. Because because Freaky Friday was felt like the the remake of it almost. Uh, I'm I'm not sure. There, oh I mean, there's God. like a ton of you know body swap movies it's not like a, an uncommon thing i do know there is one uh where god i wish i could remember the name but there's one where like uh this kid switches places with his grandpa but it's like after like a car accident so like the grandpa is in the kid's body but the kid is in the grandpa's body but the grandpa's in a coma <laughs> in the hospital it's really weird vice versa oh okay I believe I forgot that classic. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. During an argument, a divorced executive and his 11-year-old son casually touch a magical Tibetan skull, releasing a mysterious power <laughs> that transfers the father's mind and the, to the body of the son and vice versa. Their problems have just begun. Oh, and Fred Savage is at it. He's a kid. Mm. Judge Reinhold and Fred Savage, how could you not be into this as a mm. concept? I mean, honestly, I want to know more about the skull. <laughs> I'm assuming they probably don't go too in-depth in it. Um, and then there, there's a one from like a few years back too, where like uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jason Bateman like pee in a fountain and like switch bodies. Was that the, was that like the change up or something? Sure, I don't know. I'm not making this up. I never saw. <laughs> That's a real thing. I believe you. I just never saw. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean body switch movies. Uh, they they're usually pretty dumb, but uh, I mean this could be I, yeah I don't think I've ever seen this take on it, so this could actually be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, this actually is a really cool plot, and I think I really liked Happy Death Day and even Happy Death Day too, because um, it, it played with the trope with this uh, you know this other element added in, and I think this is another fun idea. Is like okay, you're in the body of a serial killer, and you've got twenty four hours to try and swap back to your original body, or your killer the killer's going to walk away with your body forever. Like that's actually yeah. a really neat plot because uh, yeah. then she also has to like hide because she's a killer and the police are looking for her um but also get close to her younger like her, her own self but that'll look suspicious because she's in the body yeah. of a serial killer there's a lot of <laughs> stuff to play with there um i actually never realized that, that landon also directed scout skate to the zombie apocalypse which is a decent horror comedy it wasn't yeah it wasn't great it was okay. but it was okay yeah. so um no, consider me, uh, consider me into this idea. Um, and presumably, is Vince Vaughn's going to be the CEO killer, and Catherine Newton will be the, the teenage girl. So, there you go. Uh, the Hot Chick, another body switch movie. <laughs> That's remembered. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. I, I never saw that. Was the one with uh, Rob Schneider in it, right? Of course. What was that tone? <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, Child's Play, kind of a body switch movie. <laughs> What, where does the, the the mind of the real Chucky doll go to? I don't recall there being a switcheroo. <laughs> dare you. Uh, next up, uh, Nicholas McCarthy, director of The Pact at the Devil's Door and uh, the Easter segment of Holidays. I vaguely remember that because we did that movie. I, I did actually. I think you weren't as hot on that one, but I did like uh, that story actually. That segment. I, I did see The Pact a long time ago and didn't like it, so... Um, uh, I might have seen that, and then At Devil's Door sounds so familiar, but I couldn't even tell you what it was about. The yeah. name sounds familiar, though. Future Screams episodes in the making someday, probably. But uh, oh boy. Uh, here's a description. He's, he's working on a film, uh, his next horror film, uh, called White Smoke. Uh, McCarthy is writing it and will direct it. White Smoke follows a renowned uh, neuroscientist who is summoned by an inner circle of cardinals to diagnose a bizarre case of possession inside the Vatican. Sure. So, 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 so it's a possession movie in the Vatican. All right. Yeah, it can be cool, I guess. Yeah, between the pact, uh, you know, his previous work, and then just you know, possession movies. Like, I feel like there's a couple of so, good possession movies, and then you know, a lot of crud. 
So is the is the white smoke? Does that have something to do with like when they're picking a new pope or something? That like they have like certain smoke that they like uh, shoot out <laughs> from uh, whatever the pope <laughs> tower is. So I, I I can count in my hand the number of times I've been in a church in my entire life. You really think I know the answer to this? <laughs> like, come on now. That sounds about right. <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, we have uh, uh, Isa Lopez, who's directed uh, Tigers Are Not Afraid, which is actually uh, in theatres now uh, via Shudder. Uh, so that's something you'll probably get to later in the year or early next year. Um, but she's developing... Yeah, I, I heard really, really good things about it. Yeah, it's getting, getting buzzed. But she's developing her next film, uh, which is a werewolf western Hey, sign me up. <laughs> that sounds cool. We could maybe have a third good werewolf movie. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Uh, so it's also, and this is a, maybe the biggest thing here for you especially, Timmy, is that they've announced, she's announced that the producer of this film is none other than Guillermo del Toro. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, mean, I, was, I was already up, but sign me up again. <laughs> yep. Uh no, it sounds cool. Uh, yeah, I love GDT. Uh, you know, this director is supposed to be really good. Uh, the werewolf and western; those are two W words that I like. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I would love a, a walk on role <laughs> if possible. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sounds cool. So, yeah, you want a walk on role? You'll accept a roll on role if they want like a cartwheel. <laughs> yeah. Tim will do a cartwheel onto the onto yeah. the shot. Um, I don't. I refuse to audition, but if uh, I'm off, <laughs> but I will, yeah, whatever, I'll do it. Um, There's a quote hey, here. Yeah. It's based on something that I just said and what I always say when werewolf movies come up. I actually respect this. Uh, okay. she, she, The director said this. Yeah, Isa Lopez. Uh, the thing is, is there's not really that many brilliant, brilliant werewolf movies. <laughs> American Wolf in London is the big one. I think it's time to revisit. So she agrees with me that there's not that many werewolf movies that are that good. Uh, I think there's two. There's that and there's Ginger Snaps. Those are the two good ones. There's there's more than that. I think those are those are definitely up there. Uh, I do like Bad Moon. Uh, Silver Bullet I, I like a lot. I mean, these are, these uh, are okay watches. They're not great movies, though. Yeah, well, okay, yeah. I mean, if you're just, like, looking for, like, amazing stuff. Well, yeah, but compared, sure. compared to vampires and zombies and stuff, they've all got, like, a nice big handful of classics each. Whereas, whereas sure. Werewolf is, like, you, you got two. <laughs> you got two good ones. I like Dog Soldiers, too. Um, yeah. I, I think it is going to, hopefully, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I think it's going to be... <sighs> trying to think of uh, how to say uh i don't like cgi i hope uh <laughs> it's a lot of practical effects with the werewolves <laughs> oh that's what we're building up to with that yeah excellent news. Uh, but hey i mean that actually does seem like a good fit though because you got you know the wild west has a lot of guns and shootouts and we all know what the werewolf's natural enemy is which is of course the silver bullet so you know you can have these gunslingers and as i as silver I, bullets as i learned in the film starring gary Busey. yes yeah <laughs> Which this will not have. If, if no Gary Busey means this, this is going to be a tough sell. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. But which is true for every film. Every film is getting an uphill battle to claim now because Gary Busey's not really in anything anymore. It's uh, it's very upsetting. He needs a comeback. He needs a Tarantino <laughs> to put him in his next movie or something. Oh God, we'll see tons of his feet. Do you want really, do you really want Gary Busey's feet in your face? <laughs> That's true. Oh dear. Yeah. All right, what's next? Uh, <laughs> Nick, <laughs> Nick and Tosca, if you say if that's his name right, uh, Channel Zero did. They did who ran Channel Zero. Cool, yeah. Uh, he's on board to produce a mass killer horror movie called, uh, just called River. Um, it's going to be directed by Joshua Giliano, uh, who directed In Sound, We Live Forever. So, yeah, Tango Entertainment's acquired it. Uh, River is a contained horror thriller following three siblings who, after being stranded in a boat on a country river, are stalked by a mass killer. So, sounds like an intimate, uh, you know, slasher movie. Yeah. Intimate, cool. you know, just three victims, maybe games of cat and mouse kind of thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Wait, are they on the raft the whole movie? Um, but that doesn't really say anything else. But it sounds like they only start just on a raft. Maybe they eventually go to the shore. But um, that could be cool. 
I mean, what's the killer doing if they're just on the boat? Like, is he, has he got like scuba gear? Is it? He... <laughs> <laughs> like, what's, what's happening there? So, uh, so that's cool. Uh, so then we have a few trailers we're going to talk about to wrap up uh, the news portion of the show. Uh, we got a trailer for Bloomhouse's uh, new film, Prey, uh, which is he, it's actually another sort of stranded movie. It's like stranded on an island and. Uh, one of the main kids, teenagers, like befriends this this girl who's living there, who's about his age, and but she's like f- afraid that her mother will know he's there because the mother might kill him, and it kind of presents it like it's more of an action thriller with this mother. But towards the end of the trailer, it really starts to hint that there's actually more of a supernatural creature on the island that the mother probably is so strict and murderous because she's like protecting and you know defending against this creature. And there's like one shot of like a mouth with like you know sharp like demon teeth or whatever it is yeah uh or monstrous teeth how, how did you feel about the trailer i was not into it uh <laughs> I, I i don't know about this uh this this kid in it this logan miller he seems like a little like <laughs> not that great uh I, at first i thought he was like that like shitty youtube guy but uh, i guess that's someone else uh yeah yeah <laughs> Um, who has been in horror movies before, so it has it, it wouldn't be that much of a, a stretch. Uh, but like it's um, I don't know, it seems stupid. Uh, and then the movie just doesn't really seem it super just, interesting. Yeah, most of the trailer focused on this forbidden romance angle almost. Uh, so yeah. it wasn't really the horror stuff until the very end. So I have to admit, I'm not really feeling it either. Um, yeah, it feels like a kind of like a I don't know, like a young teen or tween kind of horror movie where hey, we'll get some uh, attractive young kids and yeah they're gonna you know almost in a hunger games-esque kind of thing be like you know stranded on this island and you know they're probably gonna hate each other at first and then learn to work together and uh, doesn't look good <laughs> yeah so uh next trailer we're gonna talk about is girl on the third floor uh which is a film starring cm punk aka Philip brooks uh, former wrestler, and this is which is interesting because he's going to be in the Rabbit remake because he popped up in that trailer uh, when we looked at that, uh, you know, like a month or whatever ago. So interesting that he's starting to get a little career, mainly in horror movies. Uh, he must be a fan. Cool. So yeah, we got a trailer. Uh, the description here is: Punk stars is Don Cut. <laughs> Uh, a man who is failing as a husband, he now views fixing up an old house as a chance to make up for past mistakes. Meanwhile, his wife, Liz Koch, is concerned about the renovation timeline as they have a baby on the way. As Don tears the house apart, it begins to tear him apart as well, revealing the rot behind the drywall. Uh, so the trailer is a lot, lot of quick cuts. If I, I'd probably critique the trailer for just being a, nothing but a lot of quick moments that are all very mm-hmm. kind of erratic. Uh, but it sounds like, or it looks like via the trailer, that a lot of supernatural stuff starts to kind of happen as he you know, takes apart the house, you know, people maybe who used to live there or, or whatever, ghosts or, uh, you know, start to harass him and creep him out and try and seduce him and all sorts of things. Um, how did you feel about this? Uh, I was into it. Uh, I don't know much about this uh, CM Punk guy, but I, I think Matt's always talking about him. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think yes. he's a fan. So, um, but hey, it's cool if he's going to, you know, being horror movies, it's kind of funny. Like sometimes when these wrestler guys, like you know, transition to movies, like uh, it's funny when they do a thing like this where it seems like he's just playing a normal guy. Like he's just like a regular mm-hmm. dude fixing a house, but it's like he's still all like muscly and has like a bunch of tattoos and stuff, which is kind of <laughs> funny. Uh, which, which is obviously, you know, that doesn't. Some people yeah. are in shape. It's yeah. not that. <laughs> I mean, CM Punk's not like a huge wrestler. He's still a relatively normal yeah. sized guy, like height wise and that stuff. Whereas, yeah, some of them are like. You know, six foot eight and are like built like tanks, and it's like, yeah, you're you're like a superhero. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't buy you as a normal husband character. You kidding me? Um, uh, but I, like, I thought it looked cool, and then there was a lot of, um, you know, like a lot of stuff popping up, like, uh, you know, oh, it won this award at this festival and stuff. Uh, so it seemed cool, and then, um, uh, yeah, I do have like a little bit of a, you know, complaint, which uh, I, I do feel like once it kind of gets towards the end of the trailer, it does kind of start doing this thing that like i feel like you see in every horror trailer where it has like the same sound effect where it's kind of like this um you know it almost sounds like kind of like a little like a like a little plink and then like you know it like speeds up you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like like 
this music is building up and then it's like yeah, so it's stops a, and then it's a sharp uh, pluck of a string uh, of yeah, a, yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's quite a violin I don't know what instrument exactly it is but um, it's, like a, it's like a pluck of a string um, and it's not like it's ineffective but it's like every trailer does this it's so played out <laughs> like I, I'd rather just see it maybe let a scene breathe especially of... haunting and psychological trailers yeah. I, feel, I feel like those especially are filled with that as a trope um, I was kind of mixed on the trailer I feel like it could be good but I'm a little worried about the acting um, I'm a little worried about how cheap it feels but I don't know if that's just because I was getting such little quick snippets. It was hard to really get invested or, yeah. you know, get get the, the, the real kind of feeling of the movie. Um, it came across as very flashy and trying to, like, be, hey, look at us, we're creepy. But it's, not, I don't know, yeah. like, I wasn't quite getting that. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I'm, I'm definitely, uh, it definitely got me, I don't know anything about this movie uh, until I watched the trailer, but I'm definitely excited for it, but I'm not, like, completely sold on it. it I could easily see it going you know, uh, a not great route, like maybe something just a little boring, maybe a little generic, but uh, at least for now, I'm kind of optimistic. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so the final thing we're going to talk about, the final trailer we're going to talk about is one that Tim brought to my attention, and that is Underwater, uh, which is a 20th Century Fox film. Uh, so, you know, enjoy that logo and title while you can, because Disney are going to murder it within the next couple of years. Uh, but... Yeah, so this is uh, an underwater movie, obviously, but it's uh, Kristen Stewart and a bunch of other actors. T.J. Miller's in there, Vincent Cassell. Um, and they're an underwater crew who end up sinking. And so it's, it's, uh, it, honestly, for the first half of the trailer, I thought, why, does, why did Tim ask me to do it? What, you watch this trailer? Because <laughs> the first half of the trailer is more of a disaster movie, by the looks of it. But that's just the setup, because a lot of the movie appears to be them walking on the seabed and ultimately encountering some kind of monster or monsters. Uh, that they have to deal with and try and survive. So it's actually kind of insane because it feels like this probably took a bit of a budget to do because it's all underwater. Oh, sure. Like that's yeah. this will be one of the most expensive horror movies that's been made in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully it doesn't suck. So what did you think of the trailer? <laughs> uh, I thought it was pretty cool. I um, it, yeah, it, it's a it's a little bit old. I think it's about a week old, but uh, I, I I think we forgot to check it out but i'd heard some people kind of talking about it online um and then uh yeah when i watched it i thought it looked cool kind of had like you know, a little bit of an uh aliens kind of vibe uh mm-hmm. you know just because you see like them kind of walking around and like it's kind of like big bulky suits and I, I, and, I think i think they know uh, that tim because the way the title came up was one letter at a time it was very oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very clearly uh riffing on alien there yeah uh, it, it does suck that uh, T.J. Miller is in it because <laughs> he's awful. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, you know, other than that, like the rest of the cast looks pretty good. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. It is one of those ones where um, it may it might be a little hard to say. Like, is it going to be a big horror movie? Is it more of a disaster? Is it more of a sci-fi? I don't know. It seems like it can probably fit in like a couple of different categories. But uh, I think at the moment, I'm at least uh, intrigued by it. Uh, it feels like oh, and I also love like you know aquatic water horror oh, sure. stuff so and, so and, i'm sold and like i just said it's it costs so much to do underwater stuff that you don't really see as much of yeah. it compared to everything else um i i like the premise i like the general i mean even if it's just sort of playing on old tropes i'm okay with that yeah. i think i'm just worried about um is the direction good is the cast mm-hmm. as the other characters likable in the movie do i care about them yeah. kind of thing those are the things that could really quickly no pun intended sink the uh yeah. the film so yeah uh We'll see. I, I, I'm mixed on it. Like, I feel like none of the trailers we watched this week were like winners for me. They were, they were all kind of like, okay, I could see how this could be good. But like, it's, yeah. the trailers are like both this and the girl on the third floor both have really generic trailers. So it's hard to really get enthusiastic about them in a way that's beyond just like, oh, this could be good. But sure, the trailer's yeah. not convincing me yet. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. That is uh, that is this week's uh, horror movie news. Um, or something I'll mention actually just before we we get to the the, the movie discussion uh, this week, uh, because we're recording this much later than the, the review, so I can, I've got some more up to date information for you uh, before the movie review starts. Um, we are very close to the Octoberthon, to Octoberthon twenty nineteen. 31 days, 31 episodes. Although a few of them are Patreon exclusives, so not everyone gets all thirty one. 
but uh, but the most we've ever done in one October. And one of the things we're doing is that we're going to do a top 50 horror movies at the end of the month, which is not our top 50. It's going to be the community's top 50. And you can send in your top 50 horror movie list to mftvquestions at gmail.com and uh, basically the movies will get points based on where they are on your list and we'll, be have, a, we'll have a top 50 results show um, at the end of October. The deadline for this is the 20th of October, so make sure you get your lists in. And um, if I, I think, uh, if I remember correctly, I did decide that there will be, like you don't have to actually put in a full top 50. You can just put in a top 25 if that's easier. But if you want to do all 50, you can, and you'll get more movies points. So send them in. You can start sending them in now, because I finished doing the last thing that I was like taking submissions for. So uh, the, the, the floodgates are officially open. You may send in your top top 50 top 25 or 50 horror movies to mftvquestions at gmail.com and we'll have results at the end of october as part of the october thon so go go do that go do that but i don't anyway, have to do it right sorry i don't have to do it right uh yeah you should do it yeah you have to do it damn it you get homework too <laughs> uh but on, on to the movie <laughs> yeah so the ranger is a movie about a group of punks they're in a punk band. They're, they're basically getting in trouble. They're doing drugs and all that kind of thing. And because uh, Chelsea, our main character, played by Chloe Levine, is 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 questioned by a police officer, her asshole boyfriend decides to stab the police officer. So they go on the run and they eventually go and hide in a cabin that Chloe has inherited from her uncle, who she used to go and spend time with in the mountains. But there's also a ranger out there who, the titular ranger, if you will. Mm-hmm who becomes a bit of a problem for them. So I'll just say that there for the spoiler-free synopsis, and I shall ask Tim, did mm-hmm. you enjoy The Ranger? Uh, well, first of all, i got to say, great recap. Thank you. <laughs> um, I, so I, I'd actually I'd heard a lot about this. Well, not like um, not a lot of specific stuff, but I just heard like people talking about it. Like, uh, yeah, I think it, it flew on. It was like kind of an indie movie from last year that maybe f- might have flown under a lot of people's radars. But I heard good buzz about it, so I was excited to watch it. And it uh, it finally came to Shutter uh, yeah. this week. And uh, yeah, I was uh, I was um, pretty happy with it. Um, like it wasn't, you know, like oh my god, this is amazing. This is like my new favorite movie or anything. But yeah, I think it's a very uh, you know serviceable watch. Uh, I think you know the characters really like. Uh, I, all I knew about this movie is like uh, that it was like uh, like I kept hearing people say about like oh it's like it's like it's punk it's punk which um, yeah I wouldn't call it like a punk horror movie. It's just a horror movie where all the characters are punks. But I do think that you know that did make it a lot more interesting than the typical just you know like boring bland characters or something like it you know, kind of, you know, gave him like some personality and like, you know, a little bit of like a, an aesthetic and stuff to him, which was cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, like I, I think, you know, there was some like cool deaths and stuff and it is a, uh, you know, I, I was very happy when I saw this, but it was like an 80 minute watch, which, uh, is always nice. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think it's a, you know, pretty good little indie horror fi- uh, movie. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> are you gonna go <laughs> a little more into it than that <laughs> i just you went on for about five minutes there and i'm like i just i didn't like i like i just every character who's not chelsea or the ranger himself mm-hmm. i hated i hated them all mm-hmm. with a passion they're horrible that's because you're not punk man <laughs> If if being punk is just being an inconsiderate douchebag who doesn't understand why you shouldn't be stabbing cops, <laughs> then yeah, I'm not punk. What, what can I say? <laughs> I mean, I do think that's part of it, but uh, <laughs> no, yeah, they they are definitely not like good people. But uh, yeah, there were parts in the movie where you know you do kind of want them to be like, all right, dude, like drop the facade like just you don't have to be so like you know destructive all the time but Mm. uh again though i'd rather take that than just kind of you know the same characters you you get in like you know so many like mainstream horror movies they're just kind of bland and lifeless i think i think my problem is that 
ultimately none of them ever really have much of an arc or really learn anything or change or mm. or anything i mean this, the story is chelsea's story and yeah she she gets the line sure but there's points where she's arguing with garth about like who she is and how she acts and he he's, he's so like he thinks he's in the right by calling her out for not not accepting who they are and it just it felt really kind of forced to me uh mm. it, it just it, it's hard to take this from this character who has been thoroughly unlikable there's nothing there's nothing about him that's just not immature there's nothing about him where i go oh, sure. like mm-hmm. yeah you have a right to like fight fire with fire mm. in this conversation you don't you, you don't she, she's right <laughs> she's completely right if anything my, yeah. my my critique of chloe is just why is she with these people in the first place uh, mean chelsea uh, chelsea yes or, or the actress's name chloe <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was a, I mean it was a slip but it was a fair slip. <laughs> I just I don't know like I think it, it picked up a little bit once the actual shall we say action kicks in but that's like a good for ranger danger. Yeah, ranger danger. That's a good 45 <laughs> 50 minutes into the movie mm-hmm. uh, before that happens. And it's not a movie that has much atmosphere before that part like cuz it's just cuz you know it is just a bunch of assholes in a van and then they go into the woods and they get supplies <laughs> yeah. at the store and they they kind of wreck the place a little bit and you know uh, chelsea's pissed about it because this is a place that she has far memories of and she cares about what her uncle used to keep it and that kind of thing i wasn't feeling it. it it picked up a little bit once the killings started actually happening and i, I, I was oh, like sure. okay yeah. okay some of these killings are okay um and i i did like i, I like chloe levine who plays chelsea and i, I kind of like jeremy holm who played the ranger i thought those two <laughs> uh were given solid performances everyone else i was just anticipating their death as quickly as humanly possible wait uh wait sorry so are you saying that you didn't well obviously i I know you're saying you didn't like the characters but are you saying you didn't like the actors as well or or did you think they at least did a good job of playing you know these assholes i wouldn't say they're bad actors no it, Mm. it was more they just weren't interested. I, I, I thought they were very one note as far as characters go, and there wasn't mm-hmm. really like much payoff to anything that it kind of set up. Like mm-hmm. early on, like there's this other girl who's with them. Um, what's her name? Uh, yeah. Amber, who's who's got the blue hair. See, Chelsea has the pink mm-hmm. hair. Amber has the blue <laughs> hair. Kind of made me want to dye my hair. <laughs> I was talking about with my wife if <laughs> what color I would look good, good with. Should try but. pink. Should try pink Tim. Yeah, I don't know. I, we're thinking like maybe neon green, but uh, we'll neon see. Neon green, sure. <laughs> yeah, you look the Joker. <laughs> I felt like they set up a bunch of stuff. Like there's, there's the scenes earlier on where it felt like Garth, because he's a dick. That's you know Chelsea's boyfriend. He's completely mm-hmm. awful. He disregards her feelings at every you know turn of the turn of the way. He seems to just kind of start flirting with Amber. And it feels like they're setting something up, like I, either you know maybe they will do something, and this will be like mm-hmm. how clo- or how Chelsea realizes you know what he's like, or maybe nothing will happen. It'll show that he's actually not that bad, or maybe something. But nothing happened. <laughs> like nothing ever came of oh, it. Sure, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was almost. It felt like it was just there to kind of fill time, almost mm-hmm. uh, in a weird way. Um, I, I guess it's there. It's because Chelsea's kind of separate from the group at this point. She's often just kind of swimming a lake by herself. And I, I guess it's like, yeah, it's, it's shown she's different from the rest of them. Uh, and she, she is. Um, I think, I, I can't like tear it to shreds too much beyond just saying, mm-hmm. do you know what it feels like to me? And then obviously this, this went to Shudder, and it's now like a Shudder original now, even though it wasn't originally. Even though this is not Netflix, it feels like a Netflix original movie to me. And it's, okay. it's like, okay, the concept's fine. I see potential in some of it, mm-hmm. but it's just a bit bland. Yeah, I think that's fair to say um it it definitely worked more for me like there there maybe could have been a little more uh like a style or something to it like um i'm assuming it was probably like pretty you know low budget um but like uh i don't i don't know it uh i didn't really have as many of the same problems i i do kind of feel like um like i do agree like a lot of the people they are like pretty like you know insufferable uh like i I think maybe you get like little glimpses of them trying to be like a little more chill but uh, especially like with uh you know garf seems to be like a big instigator of like no like you know screw that like you know we're not gonna calm down or be respectful or whatever but like I, I don't know. I, I feel like they kind of like reminded me of like some people like I knew gr- growing up, not to this outrageous of an extent, obviously. Oh, sure. 
like uh but i I don't know so i don't know part of that part of that uh was kind of interesting to me and then uh and i do did like the um i think that the guy that played you know the ranger did a good job and uh i i was expecting a a little bit more to come out of their relationship with chelsea like you know the way they're hinting at like a past connection and stuff uh but um I, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe I would have liked to have gotten a little bit more of a glimpse, uh, you know, in, inside of him, uh, or either. Actually, uh, maybe could have gone like one of two ways. Like maybe uh, you get a little more insight to him, or just maybe like none at all. Like maybe he is just more of a very, you know, uh, like imposing figure that you just know nothing of. But uh, uh, no, I, I I still liked it though. I, I do think once the the horror starts, it you know uh, I, I think it does pick up a little bit more. But I I liked you know pretty much like all the uh, you know death scenes I thought were pretty good, and you know there was some uh, you know good gore and stuff in it. And uh, yeah, it's uh, I guess we'll get into it more in spoilers. But <laughs> <laughs> my cast demanding attention is distracting me. Um, I, I mean J- Jeremy Holm who plays uh, the Ranger. Like I, I saw him in Mister Robot. Uh, oh okay. He's he's pretty solid in that. He's solid in this as well. I think what the movie really needed to do was to set him up as more of a killer early on, and because mm-hmm. it takes a long time to get to it before he's actually yeah. like you know coming after anyone. Mm-hmm. And I I think it had had it been more, you know, I, I hate to always just go yeah I should be a higher body count but. I almost mm-hmm. feel like there should be more characters in this that he's taken off, taken out. Maybe, maybe yeah. before like the main group get there, maybe there's other people in the forest mm-hmm. or on the mountain that he has to take care of. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, because that, that is like a a good question. Uh, is is he like this to everybody, or is it specifically you know because these you know punks are so you know kind of obnoxious and disrespectful? Is that what's making them you know, bet- more of a target? I think it's implied that he he does this to anyone who's there when they're not supposed to be, because uh, yeah. there's all those missing posters of all the hunters that that like That's were true. told yeah. not to go up to the mountain during this season, mm-hmm. but they do it anyway. <clears throat> and then they is a stickler for the rules. What can, yeah. <laughs> what can yeah. I say? And his delivery of that when he's like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah," mm-hmm. like uh, you you violated this this you know this code this section blah 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 as he as he's you know murdering them like. Yeah, like he he he's interested enough in his performance that it, that it, that, that kind of works, um, but like I said, there's a problem in the movie where it kind of doesn't have anything horror or anything murdery or or whatever for a lot of the film, and then once it starts, it happens in a very quick sequence, and some of those mm-hmm. scenes are pretty pretty good. Um, I, I think the problem with that i think that can work if the characters are really engaging and it works well as a drama mm-hmm. before we get to that point i don't think they do in this though there's a couple of things with chelsea where you're like okay it's hinting at this backstory it's hinting at what she went through as a kid you know what's going on here because we know she was here with her mm-hmm. uncle uh we know she met this ranger as a kid uh just from the <laughs> opening scene the, the prologue scene so it's, it's hinting at some stuff with that and mm-hmm. you're getting that she, you know the movie's about her realizing she's not like them she's she's different as mm-hmm. much as she's trying to fit in um, yeah. And as an arc, that's fine. That's, that's totally fine as an arc. Um, I don't think that it's all that exciting, though, for the majority mm-hmm. of the runtime. And I think because it doesn't do maybe as much with her character as I would like, mm-hmm. the the final kind of scenes where it reaches its climax don't have quite the payoff that that I think I would hope they would. Uh, if if that if that's what because if the point of the movie is like oh it's going to show who you know your inner beast or your inner whatever, mm-hmm. I feel like she should be <laughs> bubbling up throughout the film and I, I didn't really get that sense. I, I, it was just kind of like sure now's time to have the, the the plot develop. So we'll we'll do a plot yeah. development thing here. Yeah, uh, I think. Um, <laughs> All right, <laughs> I, I have some thoughts, but I guess <laughs> it's going to be spoilers. Oh, are we, are we ready for spoilers? Uh, we can go to spoilers now. Okay. Uh, all right. So yeah, spoiler warning. Um, well, I, I guess that's kind of the the point of the movie, uh, and I guess maybe the point of what the ranger is trying to show to her is that like he recognizes that she is like this killer, or that like you know she has this killer in him. She's a wolf. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, 
so I I, I don't know. I, I guess w- what is he trying to do? Like almost like uh, like like he almost wants to like show her this way. Like does he does he want to you know make her like part of his pact or something, or does he <laughs> does he actually want to die and have her like? almost like i don't know, take over as the the killer of these woods or something yeah does he want a replacement so he's, he's grooming her to replace him i, I, I don't know um it's it, it's it's tough to uh maybe i mean maybe i have to watch it again or think about it maybe a, a little harder but yeah it wasn't really clear the exact motivations like like it's obviously why he wants to you know kill the, like all the punks and stuff because you know hey these are my woods you're disrespecting the rules and all, all this you know stuff but um yeah i'm not sure exactly you know how you know he felt towards chelsea and what exactly he wants uh of her and then you know then, then there's even like a very um kind of like a creepiness to it but like i never really understood if they were going for it like is there a you know some type of like attraction uh like you know a sexual attraction between uh you know obviously you know not uh from her to him but like from him to you know her i don't know i don't i don't think there was supposed to be i, I think it was meant to be purely like more of a uh uh almost like an almost like an apprentice kind yeah of i think, I think yeah. it was not i recognize your greatness yeah. so you're, you're going to be my you know it was it was like a whiplash right <laughs> he's jk7 yeah. and she's oh, males teller good, yeah because yeah. that's what i was like a little afraid of at first especially like with all the flashbacks when he's you know seems to be very like uh you know present in our life i was like oh i hope this isn't going you know this kind of route but uh, yeah luckily they kind of you know veered away from that yeah i never, never did that um, which would have been duller because it had just been oh okay he's obsessed with this girl yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's like, true that's yeah. all he's just in love and I guess in a way he is in love but it's not in that way so it, yeah, it, yeah. it, it does make it a little bit more interesting than, than just doing the same old thing because yeah. um, the backstory is, is that we eventually find out that the, the uncle wasn't killed by wolves like she told the others when they got there mm-hmm. uh, he was actually shot by her uh, by accident mm-hmm. when she was learning to shoot yep. he was teaching her how to shoot as a kid far too young to be shooting guns by the way just I want to put that out there Oh yeah, she's like 6 <laughs> or 7 nope. um, mm-hmm. and she shoots him off the edge of a, a ravine and <laughs> like so this is why so the ranger obviously finds this and this is why he's like oh, I, I know you're a killer i know you're a wolf yeah and and this is something that um yeah me and my wife were actually discussing a lot because we uh because i was under the impression that this was an accident but she like uh, her theory was that no she like deliberately did that on purpose because she did have like some type of killer you know instinct in her and that's what you know, attracted the ranger to her. Uh, I'm not sure if, I, I don't know, what did you have a, did you think it was like an accident or? Well, the first time you see it, it seems like an accident. By the time it gets to the end of the movie and like the, the point is, is that he saw she was a killer and she kind of says, yeah, I'm just like you. She's beating the shit out of him and then eventually yeah. shoots him off the, the fire tower, which, or the watchtower, which, you know, mirrors what she did to her uncle quite severely because, you know, she looks over the edge and he's yeah. lying down there. It's a very similar image to what happened with her uncle. Um, I think the ending does imply that it was on purpose, and so, to, okay. you know, to, to some extent, where she clearly is blanked out of her memory. She's clearly, mm-hmm. you know, um, repressed it. But I don't think uh, it was an accident, just based on where the movie goes at the end. That's true. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I guess the movie's about finding where you fit in, like realizing who you are and accepting mm-hmm. who you are. But in this case, it's accepting mm-hmm. that you're a you're a murderer. <laughs> <laughs> which like i wonder if that's why she got into the punk scene kind of because like she i mean genuinely she belonged anywhere yeah yeah and then like the uh and like these you know i, I probably wouldn't call these other kids like murderers but i mean he did stab that cop pretty <laughs> severely which, i think i think it's one of the, the other things that start the movie is it's, it's hard to be sympathetic towards any of this group because sure. they're on the run for stabbing a cop <laughs> who, uh, unless I missed something in that scene, didn't do anything, you know, unjust. He was doing his job pretty, you know. You know, I, I think, yeah, I think this is, uh, I think it's like a fine motivation for them to, you know, need to go into the woods and everything. But I do think maybe it's not handled uh, that well because, like, everything seems 
so fast and you're not exactly sure like you know like there's something about drugs and then you know everyone's running away and then yeah someone's like all of a sudden snapping a cop like i I feel like maybe it seems like a little frenetic and messy like he probably could have like you know still had them get into some type of law trouble but maybe you you could have them still stab the cop but like i think the problem is is that there's zero remorse from anyone except chelsea who looks kind of like you know baffled by it but like yeah. Garth afterwards, Garth afterwards is like, "F yeah, I stabbed the pig." Like that, that's his yeah. his reaction. Like maybe it would have been better or something if like maybe they weren't doing anything wrong, but like a cop started to hassle them, and maybe like it was an asshole cop, so they were kind of forced to, you know, step in and do this or whatever. And then like obviously you'd still have to go on the run for that, but yeah, you know, then they would have more of a reason to be like, yeah, why that why they why they're doing that you'd have a reason not to just go well these are awful people i don't care what happens to them yeah which is basically my attitude in this movie i don't care what happens to them because they're all awful people except maybe chelsea although it turns out chelsea's a straight-up murderer so yeah yes yeah i don't know i didn't really um i like for me i i thought the boyfriend was like an awful person so i didn't really care what happened to him but i still liked uh like uh abe and jerk and i actually thought like the relationship was kind of sweet and then i felt bad when they died um, I mean, they're more likable than Garth is, but I, I feel like they enable him. They, they kind of st- are, are on his side at one point. Um, you know, because yeah, I think it's Abe that makes a joke actually at one point where uh, Chelsea gets upset and says, "I'm not your goddamn maid," and she storms out of the house. And he goes, "Wait, that isn't the maid," you know, like <laughs> you know, they, they kind of go well, along with Garth's jokes, and they also they're, they're tagging the trees like they're not supposed to be in. For sure, yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're not like you know PG characters, but uh, again, it's not. I don't. With them, they weren't ever to the point of me like being like, "Oh, screw these guys." <laughs> you know, they need to die. No, I wanted everyone to die. Every, every everyone <laughs> was fair pickings. Um, uh, you're such a square. <laughs> <laughs> er, er, everyone was fair pickings. That's all I've said. Um, no. Because uh, you know there was actually one interesting bit musically uh, where it's just when uh, so so the first thing that happens that's sort, sort of like dangerous is that uh, what's her name Amber gets shot in the ear. Uh, you know the, everything's fine and then she gets shot in the ear and they're all panicking and after like they've all kind of split up because you know uh, Chelsea and Garth are going up to the guy's house to, you know, his his cabin to find him. Yeah, the ranger. Uh, the ranger actually pulls up where. Uh, Amber's with with Abe, and he's you know he's been it sounds like he's been helpful. He's asking, okay, yes, this, this, do this, this, do that, and he pulls out his rifle and says, well, it's better to just put her out of her misery. She's already gone, yeah. uh, and just shoots yeah. her in the head. As this was happening, there's this kind of pulse. It's almost like the thing. It's like boom, boom. Oh yeah, boom, yeah, yeah. boom. <laughs> uh, I, I just it stuck out to me. I, I wanted to mention it. Yeah, no, that that's for that's that was really cool. Uh, I really like the. Um, and, and yeah, I do think like yeah, you said before. Once like all this kind of danger and killing stuff starts, I, I do think um, that a lot of this is really good. Like uh, I really like the uh, uh, what do you call it the the bear trap scene. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty good. And um, and yeah, like whenever the the ranger shows up, it, I do feel like a lot of the tension because especially you know at first when you're not quite sure what his motivation is or or like obviously you know he's you know a scary imposing figure but yeah you're not exactly sure what he's gonna do at first and then uh yeah like i like some of that early stuff when he's talking about like oh man we gotta get her to the hospital and the ranger's like no like you know we're not gonna do that and then you know when you're starting to kind of see these little uh hints of where he's going i think it builds like some nice like uh tension and stuff with it um but yeah, I mean, the, that bear trap scene, that was probably my favorite of the movie. Yeah, because he forces the, uh, was it Abe, to pull his leg out, so his, his foot gets ripped off. Yeah. Which I wonder, like, could you really do that? Like, uh, I don't know, like, would it would it have gone through the bone? Because I, I can't imagine, like, ripping your bone off. But... Um, <laughs> I would guess not, but I mean, who knows, maybe some bear traps are just that powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I I was just curious. Like, I don't think it, you know, it, uh, it doesn't well, ruin my scene if it's not accurate. But uh, I, I was just wondering. I suppose if you look at it this way, it's built for a bear who's who's thicker. So maybe a human leg, it would actually go through the bone. 
Actually, that's a good point. Yeah. So, like, a, a rat trap, for example, wouldn't cause us as much damage because we're bigger, we're tougher than the rat. Mm. But the bear, <laughs> the bear's <laughs> the bear's tougher than we are, so that, that's that's why <laughs> that's why we're in a pickle if you step in a bear trap. <laughs> That's, that's a very good point. Uh, you're, you're starting to sound like a, a ranger yourself. <laughs> um, the all right. So the one. Uh, so the big question I have is when. Uh, so like you know when Abe gets out of the car and everything, and uh, you know he's kind of forced up against this tree, or well, not really forced, but like he backs up against this tree, and then there's a wolf there. Is that supposed to be a real wolf, or is that uh, the ranger in a wolf? skin it seemed like think? a real wolf to me but okay. i know why you're saying that because later on when he's got chelsea in the cage he puts on like a wolf skin over his head and starts howling yeah so, and uh, just uh just curious yeah i mean i i could guess it could go either way but yeah. that's something i was wondering about but that, that was right after he, he killed garth which is obviously the crowd-pleasing moment of the movies when that idiot garth finally dies that's true. Yeah, I'll, yeah, um, I'll, uh, I'll vouch for most of the other characters, but definitely Garth was, uh, <laughs> I, was not too, uh, too fussed when he went. Yes, yes, I, I don't imagine he would be. Uh, so yeah, it ends up with a showdown between where, where he he drugs her up, but he injects her with like the cocaine or whatever it is. Um, do they call it Echo? I think. I think so. The well, they have, I think they have cocaine, but then the, the Amber oh, has okay. the pink stuff as well, which I think is what okay. he injected her with. But yeah. uh, she's like, you can't inject that, you idiot. <laughs> it's, not, <laughs> it's, not how you, it's not how you use it. Um, and she ends up like stabbing him in the neck with a needle, and they end up fighting a little bit. And it leads up to the, the watchtower where they have their kind of final showdown. She kind of unleashes her Hulk. She, she, she unleashes her yeah. rage and kills him. Uh, yeah, she's just uh, clobbering him with... Uh, I, I forget, what what was she using... To beat him. Was it just the... Uh, was it not just a gun, maybe? No, it was just her maybe hands, just... right? Oh, I, I thought she had something in her hands, but maybe uh, I was wrong. Anyway, right. The gun was there, though, because she picks up the gun afterwards and shoots him. That's true, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's just... But, but he's lost a tooth, actually, by the time... Oh, yeah. it was. I, I thought the gore was pretty good in this movie, because uh, I definitely, like, did not like looking at that. It, it wasn't, like, persistent. Like, it was definitely... And again, like I don't mind it being like a slow build or whatever. If if I'm into the characters and the actual like character arc of the movie, um, I don't think I necessarily was early on. Even though I do like Chloe Levine, who, who much like Jeremy Home, I'd seen in a bunch of TV shows. She was in the OA. Oh, really? Uh, she was in. I think she was in the Defenders actually. That I'm thinking about. Oh really? And she was in something else because I remember like seeing her in like three things on you know TV shows like back to back really quickly, which is why I remembered what two of them were. Um, yeah. I don't know what the third one was now though I'm forgetting but she was in like three things like really back to back I didn't catch it at, at first but my wife pointed out the uh, the the actress that played the younger version of her mm-hmm. I guess was the uh, girl from Pet Cemetery. oh oh <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm just saying <laughs> Oh, Mr. Robot. She was an episode of Mr. Robot. Oh, so so so, uh-huh. so both her and and Homer and Mr. Uh-huh. Robot. Uh, that's not funny. Interesting. Different okay. e- different episodes, but I mean, he was in a lot of episodes of Mr. <laughs> Robot. Oh, she was also in the Deuce. Yeah, she was. She popped up in a lot of TV shows like really quickly. Oh. Yeah, I. It's a frustrating one because I don't think it's terrible. I just think it's like it's that Netflix mm-hmm. quality where it's like really bland and in the middle, and it's got a couple mm-hmm. of nice ideas and a, one or two nice moments. Uh, the the best thing about it, I think, is the two cast members. I, I think it's it's Levine sure. and Home who play mm-hmm. you know Chelsea and the Ranger. I think they're the best part about it. He's got this this kind of happy go. He, he he reminds me a lot actually to to, well, to an extent uh, of the mm-hmm. mayor from the hit television show Buffer the Vampire Slayer, uh, <laughs> where okay. he's got this kind of he's he's a killer and he's kind of evil, but he's got this cheery disposition where he'll crack mm-hmm. kind of like silly dad jokes and things like that yeah you know at one, at one point when chloe when she's like drugged up spills the glass of milk he says well there's no need to cry over spill milk and he just laughs at his own joke <laughs> for like you know a minute yeah um it reminded me of the mayor from from buffy a little bit okay. he's got that kind of quality yeah, yeah i can see that which is good because um and in, in mm-hmm. mr robot he reminded me a lot of uh, patrick warburton actually uh, not not in his voice or in like that, just just in the way that he was, he was like this quiet bodyguard kind of character. 
but he's got this kind of big okay. Patrick Warburton kind of look to him. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Patrick Warburton. I feel like he should have done at least like one horror movie at some point. Uh, no, the last thing I saw him in was uh, a series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe he is known for kid stuff, but well, I guess he does. He's, he's done more adult stuff too. I don't know. A lot of voice work. He's got a very distinct voice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I uh, Yeah, I wouldn't argue with too many of your points, but I I do think it, it just worked better for me. Like, uh, again, I'm not going to say that, oh, it's amazing. Like, there are definitely flaws. Um, like, I do... I wouldn't go as far as you and say that I was, like, bored, you know, during the kind of you know, the first half or so. Um, but I do agree that it does, there is a bit of a lull, um, you know, like there is a pretty, you know, like a pretty, um, exciting opening. And then like, um, yeah, once they kind of start to get, get in the woods and stuff, uh, it does take a bit for it to pick up. But once it does, I actually really liked, you know, pretty much everything on from, you know, like the, you know, Amber's gunshot to, yeah, you know, right up to the end. Which, and, which uh, again, is a good 45, 50 minutes in when that happens. Yeah. Uh, which, out of an 80-minute movie, is quite, you know... It's yeah, it's a chunk. short movie, so it's, a, yeah, like, less than, you know, half of the, the movie. But, uh, no, I mean, I I liked it. It's uh, It definitely could have been better. There could have been some stuff that um, maybe was, you know, fleshed out more or yeah. uh, a little more interesting, but it, it still worked for me. If all the suggestions or critiques that I've made, I think the big one that would fix a lot of it and make a lot of the other ones redundant would be if it's just, if I could like the characters or care about the characters, mm-hmm. I just don't find them likable or yeah. empathetic. So it was, it was tough. Yeah. And I guess that's where the big difference uh, between us is like, I mean, and yeah, I definitely agree that they're not like uh um you know like good people but i still find them like likable even though you know they're kind of like douchebags <laughs> yeah uh what you read it though tim uh i think uh obviously probably gonna be uh, a bit higher than yours for sure but i think i'm actually gonna give it a seven i really uh i i dug it it's a not uh, you know again not the stellar but uh, i would certainly watch it again and um and again i think the you know, biggest compliments for these kind of things is like, oh, I'm excited to see what the director does next now, especially, you know, if, uh, <clears throat> I, I forget who the director was, uh, Jen something, I believe. Um, um, I will tell you it was Jen Wexler. Yeah. So I would, uh, you know, be, you know, pretty down for whatever she does next, especially if, you know, this gets her a little bit of, you know, notoriety. Maybe if she does something else where she has a, you know, a bit, a bit of a bigger budget or something, uh, could be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, seven for me. Interestingly, uh, this was her first film she directed, but she did produce uh, Darling, which I loved. Oh, I, I did notice that, um, cause Darling, that was by Mickey Keating, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, because I, I did notice, like, there's, I, I think uh, he was mentioned in the thank you section. Oh, yeah, makes sense. But... <laughs> that was another movie we disagreed on, though. <laughs> the other way around, though, because I liked that a lot more than you did. A lot more than you did. Um, so, yeah, I'll give it... I'll give it a straight five. Mm-hmm. Kind of mediocre, but I like the two lead cast members. Um... And there's moments that are fine, but just ultra, ultimately, just not really feeling it. Um, I think on the, uh, I think another thing that that helps too is, uh, you know, every now and again, it's just good to see, you know, an independent movie as opposed to the, you know, all of the mainstream movies we do that are just, you know, like feel exactly the same, and you, you see the same CGI ghost jumping out at you at every turn, and. You know, that's a. I don't know. I, I like watching uh, you know, these independent movies where you can actually feel like, oh yeah, the people making it are actually trying to do something, whether you know it succeeds or not. Versus, yeah, just some studio just putting something out to make money or whatever. Yeah, no, I can, I can agree with that. So I, I, I wish I liked it more. I really do. I was, I was kind of disappointed because I, I thought the trailer seemed somewhat interesting, but here we are. Yeah. It it was yeah. just a little bit out of range. <laughs> oh <laughs> well I'm glad that uh 
at least it came out last year because I would not want to <sighs> argue about this on the end of year list. So <laughs> why would you have been so, arguing it should be on the top ten? Uh oh, I mean as well. Wait, of this year or last year? Last year. Oh, uh, oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> there, there was other stuff. I think it would have been beat out uh, for me, especially. But <laughs> I think I'd, I'd have fought you on it. I'd have fought you on it. I don't know if I'd have put it on the bottom ten necessarily. Dep- I'd, have oh, to, sure. yeah, I'd have yeah. to go back and check what the the bottom entries of that 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 worst ten were. Um, yeah. But I don't. I might fight for it. I might have uh, fought for it this year so far, at least, because I I don't think I've really really been too keen on most of the new movies we've done this year. Yeah, it's it's been a rough time this year, but 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 we do have but, but. a lot coming up. Um, a lot of which, unfortunately, we're going to have to do is home video releases just because of Tim's vacation selection mm-hmm. <laughs> and also just different release dates between us which is annoying but uh, there's a yeah. lot coming up this year uh, some of which That's true. i'm excited for some of which i'm cautiously curious about and uh yeah you know. I, yeah i mean either way i will definitely be excited to go out to the theater to see some of this stuff but uh yeah if, if it'll be good uh uh there's definitely at least a few movies that i'm like have high hopes for it but a lot of the stuff it's kind of a you know a blank slate right now like this could be surprisingly cool or it could be yeah awful <laughs> the lighthouse tim just just yeah that's uh i mean much like uh an actual lighthouse it, it seems to be a, a beacon that will just uh light the way to good horror Oh, and, and uh, Midsummer, I guess I'm pretty excited for it too. Th- those will oh. be like definitely the uh, probably the biggest shining examples. Uh, yeah, Midsummer. But, yeah. Um, no, no. So hopefully we'll have some good stuff. Um, our schedule is packed. Don't you worry, folks. Uh, but you can uh, let us know what you thought of of the Ranger if you've seen it in the comments below. You yeah. can you can like and you can subscribe and you can do all that. You can comment. Uh, all that stuff helps us out, as does, of course, going to patreon.com slash TV, where you can support us with as little as a dollar per month. And for that one dollar per month, you get a bonus episode every month uh, of me and Tim talking about a horror movie. Usually we pick some really weird or goofy ones uh, for the <laughs> bonus episodes. So you They've can, been fun. Yeah, they have been fun. Uh, so you can check out that on Patreon. At uh, the five dollar tier, you get to vote on an episode once per month as well. So uh, go, go check Patreon, see if it's anything tickles your fancy. Uh, you can get us on Twitter at Screams Midnight for shenanigans and me and Tim bickering with each other. Uh, you can go do that. Um, and if I was going to recommend something else that we do, um, let's see. If you like Star Trek, uh, me and Connor have been reviewing Star Trek uh, like from, from the start. We, we did all the original series and now we're deep into season one of Next Generation. So you can check out that if you're in any, any of your Trek. Uh, it's both on the YouTube channel and it's also got a, an audio feed called uh, Star Trek Viewers Log Classic Series uh, where you can find those okay. reviews. Cool. Um, make sure to avoid that because <laughs> I do not like Star Trek. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. That'll upset some people. Uh, but that's okay, oh, Tim. Come at me, Trekkies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that, is, uh, that is us. That has been Screams After Midnight. That has been The Ranger. So we will see you guys next time. Keep watching scary movies, guys. And we will see you in the ether beyond the valley. Of the dolls, <laughs> of the of the of the, of the screams which oh. come after midnight. Ooh.